0: Coming to the...
2: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters.
0: Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. No.
2: All right, we've got a lot of interesting things to talk about and big challenges ahead uh, for the year of 2023. What does it all mean? Bryce Eddy will be here, Darren Beatty and Katie McFarland all to discuss different aspects as we kick the year off uh, Kevin McCullough radio style. Stick around.
1: Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let
0: me start with you. I
3: found this thing at
0: townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The I- big dog has he- come out of nowhere.
4: Kevin
3: McCullough.
0: I just want to help people think.
3: Nationally syndicated radio host and author of
4: No
1: He Can't. He's playing the role. As uh, as well as anybody
0: could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough on Radio.
2: All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us. Um, I have to say. ...that I typically don't talk a lot of football on this show. It's not something that uh, really is in the wheelhouse of breaking news. Um, But I've got to make a couple of observations about this last weekend, uh, and we'll do that in just a second. A little bit of breaking news that probably isn't as much of breaking news as some people would like it to be. Uh, The Speaker of the House election in the House of Representatives, the first ballot has been taken... And Kevin McCarthy did not win that. I think he was about, I want to say he was about 13 votes shy of securing the 218 as needed. Um, and so it will be, uh, it will go to the second ballot um, and they will go from there. And from what I'm reading and from what the experts are telling me, this is all to be expected. That um, the contention in the House is so tight that, uh, Nancy Pelosi didn't win with 218, uh, John Boehner didn't win with 218, um, so this is, this is not, this is not anything that, you know, people need to be, you know, overtly (laughs) all that concerned about. This is, this is going to be, uh, it's going to, it's going to work itself out and whether it's Kevin McCarthy or someone else being the Speaker of the House, they will do that. You know, I'm from a little town in Texas called Fort Worth. They have a university there uh, on Amon Carter Drive. Called Texas Christian University. It is the home of the Horned Frogs. They wear purple. The Horned Frogs were the last considered team for the college football playoff, which this last uh, weekend uh, saw two big semifinal games played the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. Georgia barely winning the Peach Bowl, beating Ohio State, and TCU really dominating the team from the University of Michigan. And so now the Texas Christian university horned frogs will face the Georgia bulldogs this coming Monday, and it will be a battle unlike uh, any that we've seen in quite a while. And uh, I'm just going to say fear the frogs. Uh, And I I hope that the little guys from Fort Worth get it done. Uh, But that's on a lighter note last night, kind of last night of the holiday break, the kids were in bed. My bride and I were, um, sitting in the living room. We were watching a movie, I believe. Um, and we still have the Christmas tree up and we're still kind of not fully out of holiday mode yet. Knowing that today was a full back to everything day and uh, the kids back to school, us back to uh, our routines, etc. And I, I got a text from one of my neighbors that candidly I've been developing a relationship with exclusively in the hopes of being able to talk to him about God at some point. Um, I really like uh, my friend Steve and he and I bonded over football and I've never heard the word God come out of his mouth in the almost two years that we've known each other. Um, I believe he's heard me invoke different aspects of my faith a few times. He's never asked about it and I've never pushed it, but I am praying and hoping that those doors will open. Well, Last night, in the middle of the uh, Bills-Bengals football game that was nationally televised, um, he sent a text to me, and it said, Oh, my God, I've never seen anything like that in sports. And I did not know what he was talking about, but I knew he was a Bills fan. I knew the Bills were on, so I figured it had something to do with the football game. And sure enough, it did.
1: That's yeah, that's uh, not what any of us want to see, and everybody's around
2: him, and we just hope that he's going to be okay. That's how um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman called it uh, in the midst of Monday Night Football last night as DeMar Hamlin uh, went down with a significant um, cardiac event. We, didn't, we wouldn't find out until this morning that the Buffalo Bills would say that it was actually a cardiac arrest. Um, and there's a lot of questions or surrounding, um, what it, what it is, is, is it caused because he had to be vaccinated and maybe he's one of those instances in which a very athletic young man has a bad reaction to the COVID vaccine. And he had a heart incident that has happened some 1500 times with athletic males over the last year. Um, it was very scary. If you went back and saw the actual footage, he, he makes a tackle. Uh, and then as he's standing up, recovering from the tackle, and he seems to kind of like pat himself on the chest like he did something good, he all of a sudden blanks and falls backward, and he's out. Uh, it was very scary. His heart stopped beating. The, the medical personnel uh, got to him. They got his heart going again, but they did CPR with him on the field. Uh, eventually got him into an ambulance and got him to a hospital. They were able to get him sedated and keep his heart rate rhythm, uh, his heart rhythm regular uh, for the rest of the night. Um, But he's undergone a major heart attack. And you're seeing a great outpouring of support, uh, both in the football world and outside the football world for this young African-American athlete who is supremely talented. He has 91 tackles on the season. He's in his second year. Uh, coach um, uh, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, Mike Tomlin uh, who was not at the game obviously um, but he made a statement today before talking uh, to the press about his team's issues and he made a lengthy statement about how long he's known um, DeMar he's known him since he was 12 years old had seen him grow up and they're both from Pittsburgh and he has always uh, reached out to him and kind of mentored him and so forth. And he's, he obviously is offering his prayers and support too. uh, But said very, very wonderful things about this young man that, um, that went down with this severe uh, medical event last night. Um, I have a couple of observations about this from my own perspective. Um, One is, I think they're both kind of encouraging, but one is very encouraging. Um, I am thrilled to see that across America today, people of every race, color, tribe, ethnicity are supporting this young black man in his um, medical need for recovery. Uh, there's, there's been, I've seen no outpouring of any kind of uh, racial bias or prejudice or hate. I haven't seen anything related to uh, anything that looks anything like that. Um, and I think that that says something about us as a nation, that people, Americans, Are pulling for someone that they don't even know Uh, but his race is not in the way nothing else is in the way they just genuinely care that he gets better and gets well soon and the other thing is this when we see these things happen maybe it is that opportunity like my friend Steve to say oh my god my god the god who made me the god who made all of this around us what are the big questions you ask of me for this life It's a very scary thing. Players were praying on the field and crying uh, incessantly last night. Very, very moving to see all of this reaction. But if it's a reaction that turns us to our maker, if it's a reaction that turns us to the God who made us and who made DeMar Hamlin, then we should use this moment. We should talk with our kids in this moment. We should use this moment with those neighbors that may say, oh, my God. Not even knowing what they're saying, but invoking the name of the one who can help in all circumstances. Just a couple of my thoughts on the, uh, on the very sad circumstances in football last night uh, as uh, DeMar Hamlin was taken to the hospital. Uh, we're praying for him. Hope you are as well. Kevin McCullough, big show straight ahead. Don't go away.
3: This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. The holidays are a time when family is front and center. But tragically, a growing percentage of American adults has no living spouse or biological children. It's a result of baby boomers' lower marriage rates, higher divorce rates, and higher rates of childlessness than earlier generations. And that in turn is because of the truly big lie embedded in American culture for almost 50 years. We've been told real female success is defined by a job. Anything keeping a woman from the workforce has been portrayed as unfair and sexist. Children have been caricatured as burdens whose arrival spells the end of any fun. Now we're paying the price. From the women who will never cuddle a grandchild to the alienated, lonely men to the children deprived of the extended family that serves as an additional support system. It's time to expose the big lie and restore the joy of family. I'm Carol Platt-Lebow.
1: The WMCA January Ministry of the Month is Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. When the Word of God is dwelling in your heart, you don't read the book just to see what it says. You read the book to see what to do. Listen weekday mornings at 1030. Everything about your life changes because God's Word is in you bearing its fruit in your life. Listen mornings at 7 to win a gift from the ministry. Turning Point, the January Ministry of the Month on WMCA.
5: AM 570 The Mission doesn't have to stop when you turn off the radio. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM 570 The Mission. Take us wherever you go. AM 570 The Mission.
1: WMCA. AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission. WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in Alexa or Odyssey.com.
3: My brother-in-law died suddenly. Whether
4: you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.
1: For over 60 years, World Missionary Evangelism has reached out to impoverished and suffering children and people in many countries, meeting both their spiritual and physical needs. Join us for the World Missionary Evangelism broadcast as we work together to impact the globe. The World Missionary Evangelism broadcast, Monday through Friday on this station,
5: weeknights at 830 on WMCA.
3: The greatest red carpet you'll ever walk is through your front door.
6: We're Dr. Josh and Chris. Christy Straub, marriage and leadership coaches and hosts of the Famous at Home podcast.
3: With a realistic, grace-filled look at the struggles families face today, we cover topics designed to help you become a rock star under your roof, set healthy rhythms between work and home, and build a rock-solid marriage.
6: To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Famous at Home on your favorite podcast platform.
0: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio.
2: All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to be with you. Yes, I'm wearing purple. Yes, it is because you need to fear the frog next Monday. I'm just, just warning people, we go through... Not going to be pretty, friends. Everybody thinks that Georgia's going to do the same thing that Michigan did? <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Anyway, uh, on to serious things. There are some things to be afraid of, and one of them as we get here towards the end of the year is, uh, or the beginning of this new year, is what is uh, going on at our southern border. And someone who covers this a lot is host of the Liberty Station uh, podcast uh, with the Salem Podcast Network, our sister network. And very honored to have Bryce Eddy back with us. The last time he was with us, we were talking. Um, we, we were talking uh, the six-part documentary series that you can see on SalemNow.com uh, that details this border crisis. But Bryce, as we're coming down, and Happy New Year to you, by the way. As we were Thank you. coming into 2023, I kept hearing about Title 42 going away and what that was specifically going to do to a little town called El Paso, Texas. And I'm curious, you've spent time on the border. How bad is what's going on in El Paso? And uh, what does the rest of the nation need to understand about why it's so significant?
7: Yeah, well, you know, El Paso is significant because it's becoming a shanty town right now. And. To actually see what's going on the ground there would disturb people, and I think it would wake them up, and I'm glad some of that's coming out right now, but I don't think our focus should be on Title 42, because Title 42 only stops about 29% of what's happening on our border. It only affects a small percentage in the grand scheme of things, because if you know more about the border, and we detail this in the uh, Border Battle documentary, it's it's nations from all over the, the uh, world that are coming in there, not just those that are affected by Title 42. So we, we need to get that a little bit out of our heads right now.
2: Talk to us about what the impact of that broad sweeping influx of people from all of these countries is really
7: uh, creating. Yeah, well, it's a it's a massive attack against our sovereignty. And I always want to remind people that our borders are essentially open and they're open to everyone because we are losing the people that are coming through and they're not you know, they're not entering into a system of accountability or anything like that right now. They're not showing up for hearings. There's none of that going on while we we just have
2: sorry to interrupt, but didn't we just have an admission from the administration? That with all those desk tickets to appear, uh, they have literally tracking on none of them, and it's like close to a half million people in just this year alone.
7: Oh, correct, and and they're and they're um, they're making it sound underwhelming. It is overwhelming, and of course they're they're lying. You can't get much truth out of them anyway. And I mean, you know, I've been taken to calling them on my show the public serpents. <laughs> Because that's really you know who we have you know running our government, and that includes a lot on both sides. But but the truth is, we had 21 different dialects coming through the border checkpoints. Um, I mean, or I should say, the holes in the border wall, um, freely walking through, and that's people from the Republic of Georgia, people from Russia, from the Ukraine, from Cuba, from. All of these different countries, including Middle Eastern countries, and and they disappear into the interior of the United States.
2: We have seen a resurgence in what diseases, and some of them I thought we had pretty much stamped out.
7: Yeah, I, I mean it. It runs the entire gamut, uh, you know, including. I mean, we're we're having a you know resurgence of of uh, you know the bubonic plague and you know things like that that are coming in in these shanty towns. I mean, you know, we've got it, you know, here in Los Angeles, and it's a direct result of, you know, the the crisis that's being created. So. You know, again, I mean, we're we're there's places that look like Calcutta right now here in the U.S. I mean, it's it's uh, it should blow people's minds and wake them up.
2: I, sh- I certainly hope so. And I certainly think that much of the new Congress was elected on this. And I know that there are some really good guys that did get elected. We helped uh, get Corey Mills from Florida yeah. and a handful of others that are very pro American sovereignty. And and there's a greater number, I think, of American veterans that got elected in this Congress than there have been in recent uh, rounds as well. What do you anticipate from not the entirety of the caucus, but from people that are taking this seriously? What have they told you is going to be their priority? And how are they going to approach that knowing that the Senate and the White House are in opposite hands?
7: So, look, we, we do have some real bright spots that have come in. Um, I am not optimistic, and and I talk about this on my show a lot, uh, about our current leadership, even in the Republican Party. And we, we've seen that. We've seen them fail just as often. But these new folks now are going to be highlighting this issue. And with the changeover in all of the um uh, you know, various committees and, you know, everything else. I think we're going to have some real scrutiny on this, but our entire immigration policy needs to change. And again, that's why, I mean, Title 42 is a temporary yeah. stopgap measure, but we need real immigration reform. But the truth is we really just need to be enforcing our own laws, which we are not doing at all.
2: It it seems as though... um And it's it's even kind of unpopular again to be talking about it. But it seems as though that uh, former President Trump was so prescient in the things that he campaigned on and then pushed for in terms of policy, Uh, everything from Title 42 as it relates to COVID directly, but also the wall, also the um, the. energy independence that our country needs from the rest of the world and you know how we could strengthen places like Europe and other places if we were energy productive in this country. Um, The presidential race is already underway there's going to be more and more discussion about this from where you sit Bryce and you sit in a border state and you sit in one of the worst border states because your governor and your state leadership has completely abandoned the uh, effort here. What do you want to see the presidential candidates doing about this, even before the election is underway?
7: Yeah, well, I I think this is a a winning campaign issue. Uh, it certainly uh, was, it was in
2: twenty sixteen.
7: I mean, it, it it was. I mean, Trump was no dummy, which is why they um, had to work so hard to label him a dummy. Um, you know, that's that's their tactic on all these things. But he correctly identified the things that were eating us from within, and border policy is one of those things. Um, I hope to see whether it's him or uh, Ron DeSantis a real focus on that again, because it it wins across the board. Um, we've been hijacked by the the crazy far left again. You know these people are animated by the globalists that would like to see, you know, um, a centralized authority on a global scale and open yeah. borders, all of that stuff, because that ultimately makes us all very weak. Um, and so they're. Um, If if they campaign on that and we have strong governors making a a really good response, I mean, Carrie Lake, the reason that the entire state apparatus of Arizona was against her was because she would have solved this issue. Um, I was on her border policy team and her focus was going to be using private uh, and public resources, and she was going to shut down Arizona's border, which would have forced uh, Texas to do the same because it would have concentrated it there. California, you know, would have been just continuing to be California. And New Mexico. The same. You would have seen. Yeah. Yeah. But you would have seen some real change. And we do need somebody who's going to put um, all in efforts on it.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. Bryce Eddy, uh, check him out at the Liberty Station podcast. It's on the Salem Podcast Network. And anywhere you get your podcast, just look for Liberty Station Bryce Eddy, E-D-D-Y is how you spell his name. Bryce, it's been fun to have you back. We look forward to talking to you often in 2023.
7: Yeah, hey, anytime, and I appreciate you, and thanks for having me. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right
2: back. Don't go away. Fear the Frog.
5: Listen to Global Spiritual Revolution Radio with Bishop Larry Gators. Bishop Gators is 100% pro-Christ, pro-life, pro-Constitution, pro-U.S., and pro-President Donald Trump. Tune in Monday nights at 9.30 on AM 570
0: WMCA. Don't miss it. During the COVID 19 pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use
4: is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope.
0: The new documentary, Super Spreader, follows the controversial fight for religious freedom.
7: You can no longer sing in church anymore. I was like, okay, it's on. Christian singer and
0: activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. It brought intense criticism from politicians and mainstream media. If Jesus were here right now, he absolutely would wear a mask. But this bold stand against tyranny brought hope to a country in chaos. It's wild that this is happening in America, and it's wild that people are okay with it.
3: He called it a worship protest. Christians are rising up, I'm telling you guys.
0: Don't miss Super Spreader, the most inspirational movie of our time. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Super Spreader. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com Late summer this year, you can join Alistair beg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. We'll be visiting
4: Palermo, Italy where streets are filled with fascinating artisan studios, vibrant restaurants, and beautiful cathedrals. It was the Apostle Paul who brought Christianity to the island of Sicily, and his influence can be seen today in many works of art on the island. And of course, I get to teach the Bible, the geography,
0: helping to make it come alive as never before. Join Alistair Begg for a -a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise, Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519 Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group
5: Are you encouraged by the message of WMCA? Then follow us on Instagram for more inspiration Just search AM570 The Mission and start following us Before you know it, our scripture verses and inspirational quotes will become a source of refuge as you scroll AM570 The Mission
0: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio fusion amplifying truth and pursuing clarity it's kevin mccullough radio
2: well i know with all of the uh, important news across the board that there is uh, the fact that i keep you know mentioning my tcu swag <laughs> and dressing in purple and telling you to fear the frog this coming monday just you know don't let don't let me distract you from the actual news because it's uh, it's only the first time that the Horned Frogs have played for the national championship since 1938. But who am I to, you know, rub something in? Anyway, uh, my next guest is Darren Beatty, and he is speaking about something very important. We have heard endlessly over the last year about the January 6th committee. Uh, one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to the new Congress is that no Adam Kilsinger or. Um, Uh, uh, Liz Cheney uh, will be uh, in Congress, and there will not be uh, Adam Schiff uh, heading up any committees. Uh, So this is already a a win-win in my book in a lot of ways. But uh, Darren Beatty is a former speechwriter for President Trump, and he's author of the January 6th report book that's due out on January the 6th. Uh, And he's going to talk a little bit about uh, the way this is set up. Darren, uh, Happy New Year. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. If you are the least bit interested in, in facts or truth, there's a large discounting that a lot of America is doing towards this report anyway. What is the purpose of what you've done here?
6: Well, that's a great question, because I think you're right. The people who really obsessed with the January 6th narrative are, um, I think, kind of unhinged and out-of-touch segments of the left, whereas a lot of Americans care about more day-to-day stuff like inflation and aren't particularly interested in January 6th, notwithstanding hyperbolic comparisons to 9-11 and even the Civil War, I think, (laughs) Joe Biden compared to the Civil War. Um, But in in, in ordinary circumstances, I would be fine to let it stand. But the reason that I wrote this introduction to the Skyhorse version of the committee report and why more generally we've covered this issue so extensively on revolver.news, my website, is that the false narrative of what I call the Fed surrection? Because my thesis is that the federal and government, federal government, was indeed involved in instigating much of this. Um, the reason it's important is that the false narrative of this is being used effectively to weaponize our country's national security apparatus politically against and to, citizens and against really over half of the country um, who might be sympathetic to certain aspects of Trump's message or who generally don't like the direction that the country has gone and given the people in charge and the stakeholders in the regime. And I think that's a very um, dangerous development in our politics that's really intensified over the past several years. And I see the lies uh, surrounding the January 6th narrative Um, as a primary tool that the regime has used in order to facilitate this development. Let me ask you
2: this. The new Congress is coming in, and there's a lot of people that think that they have a mandate to do any number of investigations. Uh, What is Mm -hmm. your view of what this incoming Congress should do as it relates to the January 6th committee and the report that has now been
5: published?
6: Well, that's a great question, and you know, one reason I think our reporting at Revolver News has been so effective is that we take a big issue, but we um, tell the story with really, really pinpoint specificity, usually focusing on a particular individual. As far as the investigative powers of the new Congress, I want to keep it very simple and not ask too much of our elected officials, because frankly, Um, (laughs) they're not terribly impressive but I think there's a very very easy ask that we can all expect from them which is this one aspect of January 6th we've covered is the so-called pipe bombs I don't know if you remember but there's this big report of oh there were some terrorists planting pipe bombs at the the DNC headquarters and so forth and other than the Ray Epps issue I would say this pipe bomb issue is the smoking gun of this Fed's erection we've proved definitively that the surveillance footage that the fbi released is um, both censored and doctored we want the full chain of custody of that surveillance footage and we want the full raw and unedited surveillance footage of this so-called pipe bomber at the dnc and the reason that that's so elegant and easy is that you don't have to subscribe to my position that the federal government you know, was behind this. You simply need to say it's worthwhile finding the identity of this pipe bomber. And it would be very weird indeed if the Democrats maintained their current position of utter indifference, active disinterest in finding out who this person was, who planted an explosive device outside of their national headquarters. Yeah. I find it very weird that I'm the one making this big push for the surveillance footage that
2: is very weird all right it's called the january 6th report darren Beatty is the author it is available on january 6th you can get it in on amazon you can pre-order it now darren thank you for your diligence thank you for being with us thank you kevin mccullough coming right back kt mcfarland with me next
3: okay girls ready to go Yeah. yeah Mom, I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? Me too, Mommy. You want a snack? Yeah. Oh, is that it? Children learn from our behaviors. Mommy, can you open this? All right, please? hold on one second. Okay. Okay, here. Thank you. They learn what is okay from the adults they see. Mommy, are you on your phone? If you're a distracted driver, oh, watch out! <gasps> chances are they will be too. What kind of driver are you raising? Funded by the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. <laughs>
1: The WMCA January Ministry of the Month is Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. When the Word of God is dwelling in your heart, you don't read the book just to see what it says. You read the book to see what to do. Listen weekday mornings at 1030. Everything about your life changes because God's Word is in you bearing its fruit in your life. Listen mornings at 7 to win a gift from the ministry. Turning Point, the January Ministry of the Month on WMCA.
4: Optima Tax Relief Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
1: Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com. Tune in iHeartAlexa or Odyssey.com.
5: Do you want to walk in integrity and victory, forever transformed by the power of God? Join Pastor Ray Higistilianos of Living Word Christian Church of White Plains, New York, weekday afternoons at 2 for more than conquerors. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. Remember, just because the journey gets difficult, it doesn't mean God's not in it. More than Conquerors, weekday afternoons at 2 on WMCA. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then WMCA's Discount Tuition Program may be right for you. The Discount Tuition Program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Gateway Academy, Upper Room Christian School, Bergen County Christian Academy. You can see the full list of participating schools at WMCA.com. WMCA is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to WMCA.com or call Rachel at 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630.
0: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. As President Trump's first deputy national security advisor, she helped set standards in the White House. In the Pentagon, she was the equivalent to a four-star general. And now it's time to set the record straight. It's The Briefing with Katie McFarland, exclusively on Kevin McCullough Radio.
2: Yeah, and we're going to need that briefing more than ever uh, as we uh, make our way through 2023. But as I have been saying in each segment of today's show, uh, I am dressed in purple because my Horn Frogs did win on uh, the Fiesta Bowl. And uh, those people that would be rooting for Georgia in the national championship, they just need to know one thing. Fear the frog. That's all I've got to say. Moving on. Uh, Katie McFarland rejoins us. I, I doubt Katie McFarland watched much college football over the holidays. Did you?
8: I have no idea what you just said, Kevin. <laughs> I'm sure it was really interesting. And some great percentage of your listeners do. But, you know, you could have been talking to me about what's happening on the moon. That, well, there sense. you go.
2: So let's move from football, especially college football, to um, stuff that you're more familiar with. And here we are, start of 2023. And Russia's not completely kicked out of Ukraine, but Ukraine certainly seems to have things in check. Biden's been writing checks to Ukraine uh, like a drunken sailor. Where are we at at the first of this year? And for those of us that aren't fans of the Biden administration, but do think that Putin's a bad guy and shouldn't just get to take Ukraine just because he wants to, um, what should we be thinking and realizing about this conflict right now?
8: Okay, we should look at it from several different perspectives. So a year ago, or in February, Putin thought, I'll invade Ukraine, I'll topple the government, I'll defeat the army, or actually the army will just throw down their weapons and run away, and I'll have a puppet government installed within a week. And that's everything I've always wanted. That didn't happen. And so what then happened was about six months of a slogging war where Russia took land, then Ukraine took it back, and then Russia took it back, but kind of back and forth, like a frozen conflict. And I think that's where we were up until the fall. And in the fall, Putin decided, I've had enough. I'm not going to try to win in the traditional way of taking land. I'm going to just crush Ukraine. And that's when he started targeting the civilian infrastructure, you know, the water filtration plants, electricity generating, you know, nuclear power plants, schools, hospitals. He's just going to destroy Ukrainian society, level all of the buildings to force a couple of things, to particularly to force a large refugee population in Europe. Um, people leaving Ukraine, fleeing Ukraine, because this winter they're not going to have heat, they're not even going to have water, and so then it creates a crisis in Europe. And he's hoping that that gets Ukraine's supporters in Europe to kind of back off. Um, why do I say this? Well, that's what how Putin came to power twenty years ago. You know, Yeltsin was the president. He had a problem with Chechnya, breakaway province in Chechnya. The Russians couldn't seem to get Chechnya under control. Putin comes in and he says, "I know. I'm going to be meaner and tougher." he flattened chechnya and that was the basis for his power 20 years ago so he knows that if he can't fix in his mind if he can't win in ukraine he's out of a job anybody probably would be out of the light you know he probably could be removed from office and assassinated so he's going to do everything he can to win including just destroying ukraine so then i look at it from another perspective okay if ukraine probably can't win in the end and Russia probably can't win. How do you end it? And, and if you can't, nobody wins the war. What's next? I think that Ukraine can win the peace. Here's what I mean. If the fighting stops, and nobody's going to get what they want, and it's going to be unjust to Ukraine. But if the fighting stops, Ukraine will then be rebuilt. They're already talking about getting companies, countries to come in and rebuild probably 800 billion trillion dollars, and people are going to rush to invest in Ukraine, good agriculture, good natural resources. So within five years, Ukraine is a thriving, you know successful, fully integrated economy. Meanwhile, five years after the fighting stops, where's Russia? Pariah State. nobody wants to invest in Russia. nobody wants to even invite Putin over for dinner. And so five years down the road, you have a very strong and, and solid Ukrainian economy and fully integrated in Europe, and you have an isolated Russia. That's how Ukraine wins the peace.
2: Our administration continues to write enormous check after enormous check uh, to Ukraine. In fact, we're sponsoring border security for them at a tune that's obscene compared to our own border, uh, which we're not spending a dime on. Um, w- w- how do we... Disentangle the bad spending from the desire to support Ukraine and do what's best for America.
8: It's not just that we give money to Ukraine and it's badly spent and it's been probably wasted in a certain percentage. Some of it came back to same. help
2: elect Democrats, by the way, in the, the <laughs> yeah, 2020, exactly. in 2022 cycle. <laughs> yeah, with speaking blockchain. of laundering and corruption.
8: But we also know that with the massive COVID checks that the Biden administration was writing, A lot of that was just wasted in corruption and all the rest. So we're not doing a very good job of checking corruption in our own country, much less other countries. I think that the single most important thing the next president of the United States can do, and I hope it's a Republican, is to come in and say, guess what, guys? We are now going to actually have accounting in how we spend our money, what we spend it on. Do you want to have the Pentagon where I've spent a good part of my career? We haven't had a full Pentagon audit in 20 years. Really? You no, know, none of the government agencies ever do any audits. They always say, well, we'll get to it next year. We'll do a part of it. The other thing is that if we had modernized um, telecommunications in, in the United States government, you know, in other words, computers that were up to date, <laughs> that would be a really good way of helping um, get rid of corruption. Could you see the money? And then the third thing is there are a couple of states which have done this. And I would urge the federal government to do it is that they put all their budgets online. So you, the citizen, you can look up and see how much is my department of prisons spending this year and how much are they spending on prison uniforms? Transparency. Sunlight is the best disinfectant of corruption, whether it's at home or abroad. So I would say those three things, that's where I would go for the next Republican president.
2: The southern border isn't merely... Uh, a money problem. It's not merely a potential disease problem. It's not any of those things. It is a national security problem above all other matters, uh, given the numbers of terrorists that we've caught there. And those are just the ones that we did catch. There's 500,000 people that have been released into the country that we have no idea where they went.
8: And it's also a national security threat um, with the fentanyl poisoning of Americans. We are losing more people per year than we lost in the entire Vietnam War with fentanyl poisoning and the Chinese government is using fentanyl. They know exactly what they're doing There's even terms for it in in warfare. And it's to destroy a society from within. And that's that's exactly what the is coming across that border. And the fact that the Biden administration, as you pointed out at the beginning, you know, lots of money for securing the border of Ukraine. But don't you dare spend a nickel to secure the southern border of the United States? They have, in effect, turned over border security to the drug cartels and yeah. the drug cartels are doing human trafficking and they're doing drug trafficking but if you're going to do those national security issues and interest and you're not going to do america's interest first there's something very off-sided about that
2: very part. america registers last on their scale every time kt mcfarland happy new year thanks for being with us honor and a pleasure kevin mccullough coming right back
4: your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations call now and learn how to deduct 100 of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income call 800-287-6691 that's 800-287-6691
2: hi kevin mccullough what if i told you that you could save a baby's life for just 28 dollars well it's true Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you, they're offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. So your gift today can save a baby's life. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or go online to WMCA.com. Just $28 can give a mother a chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside of her. can do this for five girls or women, $280 can do this for 10. Whether you want to save one baby, five, or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or go online to WMCA.com.
5: Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace
4: at Google Play or the iTunes App Store.
0: Recording. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio.
2: As I have said repeatedly in the last number of segments. I will be wearing purple all week long. Fear the frog. That's all I have to say. This coming uh, Monday, fear the frog. Uh, the, the the Wolverines were foolish to not fear the frog. Uh, will the will the uh, dogs be as foolish? Uh, we, we will see. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a fun game. I've not watched a national championship uh, college football game in a long time. But it's not every day that my hometown, Fort Worth, Horn Frogs from TCU, Texas Christian University, have been in the big game, and we are we are looking forward to supporting them. So I will be attired in purple, different shades. I will I will be uh, frantically uh, you know pulling out the swag anywhere and everywhere that I have a chance uh, because it's been since 1938 that the um, Horn Frogs. <clears throat> Have been in the national championship nineteen thirty eight. That's a long time. That's like a Cubs fan waiting for a World Series. Uh, Nick, how long has it been since the Mets? uh, Well, I guess they won one with uh, not not that long ago.
7: The Mets were last in the World Series, I believe, in twenty fifteen against the Kansas City Royals. They did not win. Yeah, but before
2: that, but before that, how long
7: it had been? Uh, Before that, two thousand against the Yankees, which they lost, and they won in nineteen eighty six.
2: Okay. So, well, OK, Mets fans are slightly better than Cubs fans. They, they've had it. They've had it better.
7: Just off sure. just a, just a tad. You know who
2: hasn't had it better off? Uh, Mitch McConnell. Take a listen. If the House becomes
1: Republican, there's no more one party running over us like they did through reconciliation. <laughs> no more one point nine trillion dollars spending spree, plus another seven hundred and fifty in August that sent inflation through the roof. That's over. Well, I I sure hope
2: that it's over, but in the lame duck session, that's over. Yeah, in the lame duck session, it wasn't over because there were lots and lots of Republicans, including that Mitch McConnell right there with marbles in his mouth. Uh, He was he was one of them that voted for the incredibly wasteful omnibus spending bill. Uh, at the end of this. So I hope he's right. I hope that uh, McCarthy and company uh, get their act together. You've got to get a speaker elected. Just get it done. But I hope that they, they put the brakes on everything they can over there because <clears throat> counting on Mitch McConnell to get it done is obviously a foolish venture. Anyway, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have had you with us today. Big thanks to everyone that was with us in the last hour. Katie McFarland, Darren Beatty, Bryce Eddy, uh, and, friends, uh, do, do keep in mind that when you see what we saw on national television last night, it is an opportunity to ask the big questions of life. And I hope that some people are asking those questions today. And prayers continued for DeMar Hamlin as we go through it. That's Kevin McCullough. That's it for today. Uh, we, are, we are here all, all this week. So make sure you stick around. And uh, don't forget what I said at the beginning. Fear the frog. The frogs are coming. Fear
0: the Frog.